Crisco to Modern Cosmetics, we've come a long way on this episode of Bitcoin and the Sovereign Rancher. We're going to explore the separation of women and food, the loss of the orchestration of the meal, and the rise of divorce, disease, and poverty. This episode is going to be an exploration of the beautiful and the ugly, as exemplified by the heritage woman, Anne Warren from Holy Cow Beef, and some of the depraved women of Philadelphia, including my own mother. You're listening to episode two of Bitcoin and the Sovereign Rancher, the rise of the heritage woman. Fix the money, fix the food. This is Bitcoin June for Texas Slims Media. from the lack of nutrition and the messaging and the marketing and the social engineering on women and how they feel for them about themselves right because you dealt with women that had behavioral issues that were addicts that were so far gone they were divorced they were single mothers they were losing their kids they were losing their freedom some of them were going to jail Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that right there, because I want to go into exactly what kind of what was like dealing with these type of women, and and the and then I'll come in with the correlation of food. Well, if you know, in a, for a female or a little girl growing up, you know, we've been talking about me boys uh-huh. and growing up. Well, uh, if there's a if if there's a father who uh, puts unwarranted expectations on a girl. Like, here's an example. If they have two children, one of them is brilliant, smart, mm-hmm. you know, beyond normal, and the other one is just normal. And, and the parents 
are always asking the the one that's normal, why can't you be like mm-hmm. the the you know the smart one? Right. And what that does, it sets up that mindset, you know, that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And if you're not good enough, that means you're the 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 messages that you tell yourself all the time is I'm worthless, I'm not good enough, I'm weak, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not loved. There's so many messages there, and uh, and there's depression sets in, and you know uh, the way society now has has uh, made the the food consumption that we have mm-hmm. today. You know, uh, if you're depressed, uh, eating is one way of, you mm-hmm. know, helping with depression. Right. And uh, so, and then they get in, they, they'll, they some guy will come along and give them, you know, praise and all that stuff. You know, the, uh, the player, mm-hmm. call him. Yeah. You know, talk her into a relationship and then she gets into a relationship and the guy is just an SOB. Right. Yeah. However, and she'll stay with that relationship mm-hmm. because at least she has a roof over her head. Mm-hmm. And... I, I get plenty of food, mm-hmm. and of course, you know they they have uh, uh, sex. Yeah, yeah, and then you know free range, free range, right? Yeah, yeah, at, at his disposal, of course. But it's still, you know, the situation is still meeting some of her needs that she needs. You know, mm-hmm. you know, at least he loves me enough to give me a place to stay. Yeah. You know, it's just insane the way the thinking is. But she's heard all her life as a child that she never was good enough because she couldn't do what her, you know, sibling would. Well, but that's not the only way that reason that happens either, though. No, no. Because it's not just a competition because you'll have people out there, you know, women out there that are single they're uh, you know might have brothers or they might you know mm-hmm. and you know you have the aspect of trying to please the brothers right so there's always an angle there that Absolutely. creates a lot of vulnerabilities yeah and then as far as the food is concerned you know what you actually see is you know from the beginning especially since the 1900s they've been using target marketing Food and marketing at the woman, of course. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, you had Crisco, right? Right. And they targeted the heritage woman and it made her look international. Right. And so what you started seeing is that they knew who to market and advertise to. Right. right? Yeah. So you start with Crisco, which is cottonseed, which is seed oil, which is poisonous, basically. That's kind of where it started. But throughout the 50s, the smoking, everything that they've done has always been first geared towards the woman. The woman being glamorous and, and, and you know, and sophisticated and international. Mm-hmm. Well, that's easy. Once you've shown that the muse, which women are, you know, art. Right. You know, then the man. And, well, that's easy. That's dual marketing. We don't have to change anything. Right. So you're getting the man and the woman. What's happened, though, to the woman is she's taken an obligation that she has to look like that. Mm-hmm. And so look what they did with food. And they took away our basically our pure 
um, pure nutrition out of our system and they targeted the woman and she actually led the introduction of all this food into our systems, into our families, into our homes. And what happened though, they really did, um, they have such a obligation and they take such a responsibility to feed children and feed her man that they basically helped engineer to what we have become as far as nutritionally starved but they don't even realize it because even to this day who are they targeting women and you saw so many women that had eating disorders Mm -hmm. that came through the system right overeating under eating but even in society common society the women still think that they should be eating salad with fat-free vegetable oil and it's 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 horrific to eat meat right but you know i always talk about how i was raised and stuff and we ate good damn we ate good Mm -hmm. you know everything we ate you know was local beef and it was local produce everything we got from granddad's farm all the beef that we always had in the freezer yeah and and people don't get that and that was something whenever my childhood when it was of course exciting before you guys got divorced but how empowering that family unit was and it was totally based around food Mm-hmm. in nutrition right I mean you talk about I remember how mom used to cook I mean she knew how to cook a home heritage yeah. mill well, straight off the damn farm well yeah my, my mom was the same way she could cook all day like for Thanksgiving she could cook all day mm-hmm. you know to get ready for Thanksgiving dinner and she, and everything that she cooked no matter where it was the first thing she cooked or the last thing she cooked it was all the same mm-hmm. temperature and just ready and it's just, orchestration just absolutely phenomenal absolutely phenomenal hey everyone this is texas slim i'm on the road again but i just wanted to pop in to wish my dad a happy birthday happy birthday dad Here's to many more steak dinners. Take it away, June. Two people are dead and two others were wounded as weapons were fired over and over and over again in the city's Point Breeze section last night. Chopper 6 was over the crime scene on Bucknell Street as police were searching for clues. Earlier in the night, families, including young children, were enjoying a nice evening outside, and then this. as leather i had right. to chew it for like years it felt like i would be sitting at the table gagging on this tough grocery store steak it sucked it was just right i never <laughs> wanted steak i was like how do people like steak this is the worst garbage and right <laughs> and i remember um you know uh 
I, I told when I when I started fasting and I started really buying steak and starting to understand you know beef a little bit better because of Slim and you know the Beef Initiative and all that stuff. Um, I made a Salisbury steak. Oh wow! <laughs> and my dad was cracking up, and you know we were kind of moved to tears a little bit because. Mom. Yeah, because like my this dad laughed. She put this because I was just walking by this this man. She had already told me that I was supposed to leave. She was lying about a whole bunch of different things, but I was walking by and I saw him working on it. And I just happened to question him. Yeah. He was just like right there. And then yeah. I, then I asked him, you know, would I be? Could you possibly, you know, lower the rent? And he asked his wife and. Yeah, they. You know what I mean. Awesome. So it's gotta be. It's gotta be something from God. That's all I can say. It's gotta be. It's meant to be. You know, because uh, you know I need my own place definitely. You know. My mom passed away a couple months after she moved into that house, and while she wasn't able to survive to see this new world that we're building, I know that her sacrifice won't be in vain. This is Ann Warren of Holy Cow Beef, and I approve of this message. to accept that a heritage woman, and it's generalizing once again, but the heritage right. woman type of mentality and practices is actually where we got our strength from in the first place. And, exactly. And if we can accept that, and know it's not a judgment, it's just a right. good observation that has a lot of backing evidence. And, right. And for us to go into these, especially Georgia, and that we're going to have the Heritage Woman panel that you're putting together, it's just, uh -huh. it's something that we need. And, and I'm not, at this point in time and in society, especially here in 2022, I'm not afraid to yell from a freaking mountaintop saying, you guys need to wake up. This is what's going on. I know. I think I think we're old enough and gray enough and savvy enough <laughs> that we yeah, actually can look look back and and I'm never one to reinvent the wheel. So when I look back and look at what was successful families in history, it, that heritage woman was that anchor, that mainstay in the house. And so I too am right where you're at, and it's probably why I I love being part of your team because um, I'm not afraid to say those things. I'm not afraid to say, you know, the, when you look biblically, the grace that God has given to be the head of the house falls with the man. But you'll also hear me say, however, women being the neck can turn that head any way they want to. So we also joke about that. <laughs> but it's that team, you know, the man was made this way, the woman was made this way. And when you can find your place, kind of your God-given place, regardless if you're a meek woman or a strong you know bold you know woman like me you, you you when you're in your place everything comes in harmony and that team becomes such a strong front um but it's when we it's that peer pressure it's the media pressure and when we women think well i've just got to do this because he's not doing this that we put on ourselves even our self pressure it's when we fail and it's when things are broken and it's when you and I stand up and say, wake up, 
you know, smell the roses because the roses are great and they're organic and they're beautiful. And, you know, stop picking up the plastic flowers and sticking them in a vase on the center of your table. Smell the roses, you know, like get the real stuff. So anyways, that's kind of a segue. Well, it's a good segue because what we're going to keep on doing is is we're going to keep on segueing deeper down this rabbit hole of, you yeah. know, you're saying we don't have to reinvent the wheel and right. we don't. What we have to do yeah. is pause and then basically yeah. look over our shoulders and say, okay, well, that's kind of simple. That's kind of cool. Look at the style they had. Oh, well, they yeah. were kind of sophisticated. They had a confidence that I don't see. Maybe I should pay attention yeah. a little bit more. And so, you know, in Georgia, running that panel and then moving beyond that, I, I, I think it was, you know, right around Colorado. Uh, that I said, you know, the the basically the homeschooling, the, the if you want to say unschooling, the the home birthing, the heritage woman kind of framework was going to absolutely be a very strong staple within the beef initiative, because that is yeah. definitely a form of food intelligence and yes. one of the most basic forms of food intelligence that you can get is to give the education, the awareness over to the person that is always, always in a nurturing state of mind when it comes yep. to their family and their friends. And yep. that, that's and the I heritage heard that whole food intelligence that I, I love those words um, because, it, because it sounds like school. It sounds intelligence. It sounds like, okay. And when we were homeschooling, I had four children that, at home at the time we were homeschooling, and they each took a day of the week and planned the main meal. And so they had to learn. And, and, of course, they had to, you know, stay within a budget. They had to understand that we needed it to be proportionate in fats and, and vegetables and fruit and all of this. And um, so, anyways, giving that food intelligence to our children, they're not getting that education in school. I can tell you that public school is not teaching them how to prepare a meal, how to stay within budget, how to um, make it a balanced meal, um, and any of that kind of stuff. You know, none of that happens in public schools. So that whole food intelligence, we need to be screaming it, we need to be educating, but we need to make sure it gets passed on to the next generation because they're the ones that are going to really take it and run. Well, it's a perfect opportunity. I mean, if the last two and a half years didn't prove anything, it proved that we're not healthy as a nation. We're metabolically bankrupt, and you can't yep. deny it. Um, you can, you can, you can try to deny it, but you're not going to be as hurt as much as maybe you were two and a half years ago. And right. that's one thing that I find fascinating during the last two and a half years. Not one thing on the mainstream media, which helps perpetuate this deception, talked about improving your health in the correct way. And they're, right. they're ba basically going to start kicking in, you know, the the new fake commodity process, uh, you know, forward in a in a very uh, global way. And a lot of people don't realize what they're doing with the food industry and how they're going to manipulate even further to actually deplete even more nutrition, especially animal protein out of our diets. And, right. and it, now's the time to really do something. It really is. And it, I've talked to all the is. ranchers. Every rancher is saying 2022 is the year we have to really get this awareness out there. And you're doing a phenomenal job, and I'm so honored to be part of all this now. It's it's really exciting, and um, and it just, you know, God has set up our time to just dovetail and, and 
for us to be available is just crazy, but it's, it's not really us. It's, there's somebody else out there making sure we've got enough time and, and ability to, to make all this happen. There's one thing before we wrap all this up, I wanted to share, um, and hopefully your guy can put it wherever it needs to go, but that that's really important for not just women, but dads and, and the public in general to hear there's a really serious problem. You were talking about your dad um, being the dependency counselor. I'm sure he's dealt with a lot of alcoholics and a lot of older alcoholics that used to be considered like the 65 to 70 year old man disease to get fatty liver um, because they were an alcoholic. And what they're finding now is this fatty liver is showing up in, in babies and into elementary school children. And and that's an alcoholic, an old man alcoholic disease. And it's like, what the heck? Why are kids getting fatty liver? It's because of high fructose corn syrup, which is in absolutely everything, including McDonald's hamburgers. They actually do put sugar and high fructose corn syrup into their hamburgers, which kids are very addicted to. Um, and you'll see uneducated um, parents actually put like soda in baby bottles and give it to their babies um, or just any processed food. You just, it's any processed food, it's hard to find anything without high fructose corn syrup. And those little bitty livers in children just can't handle it any more than a man who's been drinking his entire life. And finally, at age 70, his liver is like, okay, I just can't keep filtering all this alcohol. Well, these little kids can't keep filtering all that high fructose corn syrup. And so somehow I, I wanted people to hear that so that they'll turn that package over, read the label, put it back down, and move on to something that's more natural, such as let them eat an orange. Um, if you have to make your own smoothie to put in their bottle or juice or something, do that from Whole Foods and get away from that highly processed sugar because it's just killing their little livers. And it is, it's, that's a great place to start. You know, I started with um, the fake commodity of seed oil, really, really rapeseed. And you can start really anywhere within our consumption models of today. But, you know, by really, really focusing on children, the, the high fructose corn syrup is something, is a fascinating story within itself and how it really transpired. And yeah. it followed the same path as a lot of all the fake commodities that we have in the in the marketplace today. And I think that's going to be something that we really touch on because uh, sugar, fructose, everything, it's the most mm-hmm. addictive drug in the world. And Yes, it is. And when people will accept, once again, acceptance is a key. Once they accept mm-hmm. that now, and we, we can talk about when it truly happened, but especially in 2022, food is no different from any other drug that causes all kinds of pain, mental illnesses, and destruction in our society today. It's that simple. Yep. And, yep, it is. And, and so there's so much education to give. Uh, you're going to be doing the Heritage Woman um, yes, panel in Bluffton there at White Oak Pastures. And so yes, it's going to be, um, I, I, we, we still have like, I don't know, five, six weeks away. But it's going to be uh, something I, I believe that we can kind of, we can, we have a roadmap now, and I think that we have a lot of people's attention. So, you know, our time yeah, is sure. a little bit short here, but thank you so much, Anne. And what we're going to yeah. do is we're going to, you know, we're going to use 
clips. We're doing the audio docu-series. We're getting ready for the, the conference and beyond. Uh, we're going to be working with you guys as Holy Cow even more close now. Uh, there's exciting times ahead. So I really do yes, appreciate sir. you and you and Weldon. Uh, you, you've been a godsend yep. for us. And it's, it's going to be a great uh, partnership for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for all you do. Thank you for having the cojones to do it. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's a West Texas thing, right? That's what we like to say in West uh, Texas. It must be. It must be. It must be. It must be. So. Well, you know, you had to pioneer to get here. Yeah, you had to pioneer to get here. So we have it in our blood. And, and so yes, sir. Let's, let's go do some good. Yes, sir. Well, that's we're in agreement. Yes, sir. All right. Well, take care, Ann, and I'll be talking to you soon, All okay? All right. Thanks, Juan. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And there you have it. You have uh, Ann Weldon of Holy Cow, uh, the, her and her husband, um, I'm sorry, Ann Warren of Holy Cow, her and her husband, Weldon Warren. Uh, they are part of the Beef Initiative, and they will be speaking at the Colorado not the they did speak at the Colorado conference. They will be speaking at the Georgia conference at White Oak Pastures on September 16th through the 18th. The three-day conference, uh, the Heritage Woman panel, will be one of the staples moving forward within the Beef Initiative. Uh, it's time to take a pause. It's time to reflect, and it's time to basically, you know, get a new stance in what is food intelligence and. What is our place in history as far as uh, saving kids' lives? The children of America are being um, ignored in so many ways. It starts with the ground up. What is the source of the seed of their desires? Well, like she said, it seems like it's probably high fructose corn syrup. It's these fake commodities that has made a nation uh, metabolically bankrupt. And I always close this out. 46% of the children in the United States of America right now, ages 5 to 11, are now obese or overweight. One out of two is either diabetic, pre-diabetic, going towards diabetes. So if that doesn't wake you up, if that doesn't give you some type of intentionality with your consumption, I don't know what's going to. So, But I appreciate everybody tuning in. Remember, we are on the Fountain app. We are podcasting 2.0. Stacks, sats, stream sats, boost, all of that kind of good stuff. I will be following this podcast up with a full hour of what podcasting 2.0 is. Thank you, guys. I'm going to give a lot of credit for people that are streaming sats right now. Peace. <laughs>